Okay, so the next verse? Yes. Those dull-eyed men must tend machines till they become machines, or till they are cogs in the giant wheel of industry producing the clothes that they cannot wear, and the cellophane luxury goods they can never hope to buy. What will you say to them? Yes. The victims of industrialization. Yeah. Yeah. And this of course applies not only to India and say Bangladesh, but I mean other countries too where it may be more sophisticated. I must say here that some years ago, quite by accident, I got hold of a book called The Condition of the English Working Class. And it was by Engels. And he had written it in 1845. And it was a terrible story. He gave all sorts of facts and figures as to what life was like for people who had been caught up in that industrial system. In right in the middle, practically at the Victorian period. It was really a horrific picture. I'd never realised myself just how bad conditions had been for people working in factories at that time. They worked 12 hours a day, and small children worked in factories and uh, worked all day. And of course their living conditions, eh, when they were not working in the factory, were pretty appalling. And very soon, of course, the slums sprang up in so many of our major cities. So that book, because Engels was a communist, so what? What he wrote was what he had found Mm. by his own observation, hmm? looking around and inspecting things. I think that's why those those patrons or those owners of factories where they created new houses for people, well, unusual, but looked very inspiring, like the Bourneville families or, you know, the Yes, there there were exceptions, of course. Not all mill owners were like that. So one thing, what, 1845, and not long after that, here were the, you know, pre-Raphaelites, you know, painting their beautiful pictures of, of the Arthurian legends. That was also, you know, partly a protest against the ugliness of their surroundings in Victorian industrial England. I think today we're often very naive about how our luxury goods are made. Still, they're not luxury goods anymore. They're things we just take for granted. It's the throwaway society. Someone said to me, you don't buy a pair of socks when you get a hole in one shoulder. No, you just throw them away and buy a new pair. That's the way the industrial system works. You don't darn things. I remember I was reading, uh, this happened some years ago, a young teenager was reading a novel. His mother was sitting there. At one point he said, Mum, what does darning mean? Yes, he'd never seen his mother darning. It was a new word to him, and she had to explain what darning meant. People don't darn things nowadays, do they, usually? So I thought that very significant, that little incident. This boy hadn't come across the word darning. He hadn't come across anyone darning, a sock or a hole in a jumper. Yeah, mm. and sometimes computers or televisions or you know electrical equipment is often cheaper to buy a new one than to get it mended if it breaks down. Yes, yes. Yeah, so we have a sort of naivety, I think, about how some of those items are created. I think sometimes we think, well, I've noticed this in myself, I think it's made in a factory, but it's actually made by people living like machines. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, a few years ago, there was a terrible scandal in Bangladesh when uh, I think it was several hundred people died when uh, the building in which they were, I'm not sure whether it was living or working, but it was badly built. It, it uh, caught fire and so many people were burned to death. And the newspaper item said that the owner of that building fled to the Indian boy who was trying to get to India to escape justice. But luckily he was caught. I don't know what happened to him. But it's possible that if he had friends in high places, it's possible that nothing could have happened. Yes. I don't know. Yes. He may not have been punished. And I know that that factory was connected to quite famous shops, chain department stores in Britain. Yes. Okay, so let's have a look at the poem. Those dull-eyed men must tend... Machines till they become machines, yes. or till they are cogs in the giant wheel of industry. Yes, that sort of work dehumanises you. Your, your eyes become dull. They don't light up. You're not happy, you're not content. You just have to work. Of course, this is no longer the case so much in this country. Certainly children don't have to work long hours in factories, but it is true in so many other parts of the world. Nowadays, we're more likely to be slaving away in an office, in relative comfort. I remember once when I was travelling in a particular country, and the country um, used donkeys a lot. Yes. And there was a woman leading a donkey, and I realised the donkey and the woman had the same expression. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Yes. It's that dullness, isn't it, of yes. very boring work all yes. the time. Yes, yes. Yes, so these people are producing the clothes that they cannot wear and the cellophane luxury goods they can never hope to buy. So you get that sort of division, is it, between those who work and produce and those who just consume, or at least who consume 